What if Tommy Robinson... Robinson, hey, our crazy neighbour, Tommy Robinson. Come on out, Tommy. We made an extra big turkey. No, no, I'm translating the Quran. I'm still in here. I'm I'm still in here translating it. His book's been... No, come on out. We have turkey. Oh, he did his version of the Quran, didn't he? Which was pulled this week from Amazon. Yeah, well... Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Ill-Informed Insight Podcast. We do these about once, maybe twice a year. Your one-stop shop for ill-informed commentary on current affairs from a bunch of life's losers who aren't even remotely qualified for the sort of political analysis you're about to listen to. I got a certificate from somewhere. Yeah, speak for yourself. Soas. <laughs> I've got fuck you, Soas. I've got BSC after my name. Was that a conviction of some no, sort? <laughs> bronze swimming certificate. Hey. Is that is that what you put on your driver's <laughs> license? Yeah, yeah. CV, you name it. I'm Tom, and today I'm joined by Tim. Hello. How are you, Tim? I'm, I'm quite good, thanks. Just fighting off the last of uh, cold slash full-blown AIDS. Is this an Islamic jihad cold? Do you think someone's infected you with this because they know you know the truth? Was How it- can I answer that? <laughs> <laughs> and making his triumphant return, it's Hyman! From the depths of hell, I have returned. We'll be discussing one of our favourite controversial subjects, namely Tommy Robinson. Aren't you meant to prefix his name with his real name? That's, yeah, that's like. the common trope. But we're going to talk about why the media does that. Oh, and I'm sure Trump, Brexit, Theresa May, the usual fucking death of politics that always comes up every time on the Ill-Informed Insight Podcast. you'll find that Salford. Just outside of Manchester, just to be safe. This general rhetoric about going like, we don't trust the BBC, but we will watch the movies you put on iPlayer because we don't want to buy a Netflix subscription. Hyman, after watching this, you might want to cancel your license fee. I don't have a license fee. (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't have a TV. Hyman's way ahead of the game. So, far-right founder of the EDL, Stephen Yaxley-Lennon, a.k.a. Tommy Robertson, produced a documentary attacking the BBC called Panodrama, a play on words of the popular investigative journalism program called Panorama. It was sort of presented in a parody style of Panorama, like the way Panorama do it. Terrible wordplay. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, it's a bad name. To if, I, if I could sum up in a sentence what it was, it was counter hit piece because he got wind that the BBC through Panorama were, were going were to produce an episode which they had a provisional title of Tommy Takedown where they were basically just going to try and... Was that going to be the public title or was that the who sort knows? of production? Who, who knows? Quick, I, I think it's shocking. Quick question. Where did the money come from? I'm sure he takes um, donations. From Sky or ITV2. 
Or Babe Station. Or Babe Station, exactly. Men and Motors. <laughs> I would like to watch um, Good Morning Britain with Tommy Robinson. On today's show, Islam. <laughs> Islam. <laughs> Every and fucking later, morning. Later today, it? some pancakes. And gardening with pan- Shamina Begum. So for those of you lacking in uh, telepathic powers, my first sentence there was actually written in quotation marks. I've noticed that's basically exact phrasing of how Tommy... Any article about Tommy Robinson, that's how it starts. It always starts, far-right founder of EDL, Stephen Yaxi Lennon, a.k.a. Tommy Robinson, accused of X. Yeah, but, like, if you call anyone Sir something, I mean, that's the exact same version of it, far-right, blah, 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 is Sir. It condenses everything you need to know about the station you give the person. It's like a Pavlovian trigger. Let me set up the idea of what you should be thinking before you think it. I take umbrage with it, because... Okay, yes, factually correct. He did found the EDL. He was a founder of it. But he left the EDL in 2013. And the reason he cited for leaving was that it has been infiltrated by the far right. And that's not what he wanted the EDL to be. What did so he want the it evidence, to be? He wanted it to be like sort of football hooligans do politics kind of thing. And standing up for Luton. Oh, fuck Luton. <laughs> fuck, no. They need to get their fucking shit right with that goddamn airport before they have any place in the political arena. And the big roundabout. There's a big roundabout in the middle of Luton, which is just like a rusting <laughs> edifice. Yeah, it's, it's fucking the wrong way around. It's fucking vertical. It doesn't make any goddamn sense. <laughs> Stop trashing Luton, which has to be pronounced that way as well. But if he's far right, if the evidence for his far rightness is that he founded the EDL, what does it mean that he left and he, he left voluntarily. I'm pretty sure he would, the far right would have kicked him out of it eventually anyway. It was sort of inevitable. But he did leave it. He cited the fact that it's far right organisation, which was what he wanted. The thing that sticks out most for me about him is he stands out more than anyone. I can't think of anyone else in history who's attracted more umbrage from the, I'll call it the establishment. You know, he's been yeah. arrested. Oh, yeah, I didn't know this, but he's he been... offered to help um, UK counter-terrorism police officers, providing them information on far-right extremists. Yeah, but he's yeah. been, he's been, That's he, my mate. But he's been, That's my mate. <laughs> <laughs> but he's like, he's been imprisoned. Yeah, the mortgage fraud, I think it was like 160 grand. Yeah, but like no, more, but more recently he was imprisoned for like filming outside a court wasn't he because like which was really silly let's be honest the main sort of like i say after the edl the main sort of crusade that he's been on has been exposing these um you know child grooming rape gangs up north and everywhere actually not just up north and you know predominantly pakistani muslims or as um the political class and media (laughs) always say Asians. Asians, which, like, probably... They were Asian. Includes, like, every Chinaman, like, geographically speaking. Well, like, yeah. imagine you're a Sikh in this country, man. I know, the Sikhs actually get bundled in but with he, everyone. But, it, they're decent people. Whichever way you look at it, he's a, rab- like, he's a rabble-rouser. He, he gets people's backs up. Quick. You know, the left hate him. He's a bit of a one-trick pony, The right though. really get excited but, by him, and the, the establishment, like, will probably kill him soon shut him up you know but and it is- tim tim this is what happens with every political dissident yeah one man's hero is another person's terrorist yeah so one man's freedom, freedom fighter, fighter yeah. yeah but a terrorist yeah, but- is someone who's terrorist to me is someone who goes into a, a stadium full of kids and blows himself up but that's but- a terrorist it's not no. someone who stands outside the bbc and shows a documentary which we haven't spoke about yet i think some people are trying to get that's him labeled a, terrorist. a domestic terrorist but he's he's not a domestic terrorist i don't think today he's ever actually made like a direct incitement no. to violence no, or anything I, like again, that yeah, incitement yeah. to violence was the reason that Facebook gave their definition of violence on Facebook they've taken this from the radical left that are taking over the universities of anytime someone disagrees with me that's an act of violence you are erasing me you are denying my experience and erasing my existence no mate I just think men can't get pregnant Tim you brought this documentary panodrama 
to my attention. What would you say was the main thrust of the documentary and what point was Tommy Robinson making with it? Like I said, it was for me, it was it was a counter hit piece. So like he, he knew that they were going to be doing this documentary about him. So he actually arranged for someone that as far as everyone in the public sphere knew, he had fallen out with this 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 female reporter that he knew and he actually is her like, name lucy brown yeah, yeah so he so he made up with her and wired her up for sound and video or whatever and sent her off and she got all like the juicy evidence uh but basically it, it showed that the that the bbc and the whole establishment uh tommy robinson saw the bbc was being used by the establishment to make a hit piece on him to try and turn the public against him <laughs> they've um, been doing that since like 2011 the main crux of it for me was this era of fake news and the bbc is fake news because this guy he broke the cardinal rule of journalism where he, instead of like getting facts and reporting on them he was going to create a story it was an hour and long i think it's about an hour and three minutes yeah and it's sort of i broke it down into two parts uh, the first half was um, the BBC, or really, if you're being specific, BBC News, current affairs programming, not like EastEnders and Hobby City and shit like that. Uh, they work very closely with a group called Hope Not Hate, who Hope Not Hate sort of have this false veneer of we're a very objective and neutral arbiter of what is free speech and what isn't free speech and what's acceptable and not acceptable. And like I say, it's a false veneer. They're, they're a far left political activist group they're a pressure group and what Tommy Robinson found out was um John Sweeney who's not like there isn't a, a, a official host of Panorama but he's sort of a regular host now uh, you, you might remember John Sweeney uh, from about 12 years ago when everyone was ripping into Scientology he's the one after being hounded by the cult of Scientology excuse me church I said Wait, church. is this the guy that shouted? Yeah, he lost his shit at them. Uh, yeah. yeah, I quite like him. People have been tortured. Oh, Tommy, you didn't do that. Oh, right, no, hold a second, so Tommy. No, 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 stop there, to... Tommy. No, I'm not stopping no. here. You listen no. to me for a second. No. You're accusing members of my religion of engaging in brainwashing. No, Tommy, you stop! Brainwashing is No, listen crime. to me! You were not there crime. at the beginning it's of that interview! You were not there! You did not hear or record all of the interview! Do you understand? Did you understand? You are quoting the second half of the interview, of not the first half! You, you cannot assert what you're saying! No, 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 not this fucking time, no fucking way, no fucking way, no fucking way, no fucking way, you made me look a right cunt! I'd say the first half of Panadrama is about uh, the BBC's working relationship with a group called Hope Not Hate, who are really political activists, far left political activists. Soros, Soros funded. Oh God, he's gone there. Quick thing, quick thing. So <laughs> it is Tim. Tim he says to the anti-Semitic Patty. No, but apparently, <laughs> apparently, Tommy Robinson is accused of being a Zionist. So I don't know where you're going through there. So. Again, accused. Zionist doesn't not mean Jewish. Zionist is pro-Israel. Yeah. Does not mean Jewish. But panodrama, the first half is about BBC's working relationship with uh, Hope Not Hate, and yeah, that's questionable. And then the second half turns into character assassination against John Sweeney. It was petty, man. Come on. Like, How long he is was it? Taking, it was an hour and three minutes. Do they split it evenly in half, or is it Almost. More? Okay. It felt like it. I wasn't watching the time. No, no, it much, but it felt like the first half, I was like, oh, this is quite... Yeah, okay. This is more than I thought it was going to be. Like, it felt like an actual investigative journalism. It's done very much in a panorama style. Yeah. 
But uh, the second half, he just turns on John Sweeney. Because like you, Tim mentioned earlier, there was an undercover recording where he took Lucy Brown, I think her name is. Uh, I think she's a former employee of Tommy Robinson. And the, obviously the setup is, we want you to talk shit about Tommy. Try and dig up any sort of dirt. And so, uh, but there's, bit, there's moments where John Sweeney makes, like, he makes a self-deprecating joke. And Tommy tries to go, oh, like, oh, you're making generalizations about Greeks yeah, and listen, he, he the might, working class. It doesn't, and, it doesn't matter, though, because as, as petty as that is, if someone on Tommy's side of the fence had made a similar self-deprecating, self-deprecating petty thing, it would be, like, blown up onto the front pages as, like, another... But let's be but, honest. But, Tom, Tom, uh, no, sorry, Tim, Racist Tom, artillery. I'm, I'm asking you, like, why are you expecting the game to be fair? This is what I don't understand. No, I, you're turning around saying no, 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 no. no, 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 no. I, the thing is, the thing is, Hyman. Everybody knows that the game is unfair. This is like a really concise example of the game being unfair because it, 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 it's it's about things not being fair. It's about the truth being twisted and the media being more fiction than fact. He tries to sort of trap John Sweeney with the "I've got you on tape." saying potentially offensive, albeit mostly self-deprecating You said jokes. the word bum once, and that means you're a man that loves bum. Where he tries to say, like, oh, you, you think all working-class people are this and blah, blah, blah. I get, I get what Tommy was doing. He's doing the whole, I'm turning it back on you, giving you a taste of your own medicine, right? But he doesn't make that explicitly clear. We are inferring that, to be fair. At the end... Because we know at, that's what John Sweeney would have done like to Tommy say, if it like, was the other way like around. I agree. Like, like you say, there's, there's two halves of the documentary. The first half is like a sort of panorama style. Expose, expose. real expose. The second half, like I said, was like a reality TV style <laughs> thing where he basically just presents John Sweeney with the evidence and you see John Sweeney's natural reaction. And then Tommy Robinson stands up and storms out at the end, but they have a shouting match. And during that shouting match, he's like, he actually says to him, um, what, think about what you're doing to my family. Can you imagine? Like, it's really I, serious. Yeah, that's the so, point. I was like, so okay, does, I get it. He's he does, doing... to. Uh, John Sweeney what John Sweeney would have done to him yeah. if Tommy said the same so, thing so I think I the, view, the viewer can pick up on that but I it's think. not explicit but, but, but no that's the thing and it like, should have been what do you mean the viewer can pick up on that the viewer of they the have per- to know first no no but that's not like when you say viewer is it people that are already uh, supporters of Tommy or uh, persuaded or of the persuasion of more towards Tommy you have that to would watch pick it that make up your own or, mind up <laughs> I didn't know about this. I know about Tommy Robinson and I didn't know about this. Like, do you know what I mean? I don't, I don't follow him on social media or whatever, but I know all of Tommy Robinson. I know the story. I know the backstory, all it's, of that. It's very hard to follow him. And I didn't know about this. Yeah. I, like I say, it was you. You were like, hey, Tommy Robinson's released this thing. Yeah. I was like, okay, I'll yeah. check it out. So, I wasn't thinking it was going to be much. I was impressed with the first half. Impressed, is that the right word? Well, but yeah. The other, I the other, the, the, other the other impressive Im- thing about it was that he got like over 5,000 people to watch it on a big screen outside the BBC headquarters. <laughs> so again, it was like taking something just from the intangible, the but, video, and like actually getting people out on the streets marching but, and people ripping up their TV licenses. But, so it, it could have some further knock-on effects for the BBC. Unlikely. But is he preaching to the converted? Yes. 
then what the fuck is the point of it? Pass this. Pass the spectacle of getting it shown at the BBC well, he and can't getting the it. word out. So, yeah. so you're saying it's like only the converted will, will have heard of it. Only the converted will get a chance to watch it. Unless it's sort yeah, of... Yeah, Unless it's dissemination. Guardian reader who hates Tommy Robinson, who all they know about Tommy Robinson just, is that he's far-right founder of the yeah. EDL because that's all they ever yeah. read. So they won't watch it out of principle. No, they'll never watch it. Like I was saying. No, it's like I was me? saying. If, if you're told someone's racist, you're given permission to ignore them. Do you know people who hate watch shit no they won't do this all right all right quick question tim as a man who i'm trying to find the best way of putting it without any leanings of any sort no right. affiliations really to any yeah, political yeah, party who, who is free a free, no, 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 man. More, more, <laughs> a free independent human spirit more more that leaning, cannot be not more leaning towards the sports of tommy which half did you enjoy the most? When you when, say when, when, when it is okay, broken down okay. into the two halves of okay. one, okay, that's what I'm saying. Like, I said, you're a Tommy fanatic. No, no, I'll, I'll, answer, I'll answer that question yeah. in two parts. The first part is like sometimes you do have to draw a line in the sand and say, am I on the side of you know uh, grooming gangs or am I on the side of Tommy Robinson? Okay, if I had to choose, I'll choose his side. I'm because I'm against grooming gangs and covering it up and just turning a blind eye to that sort of thing. That's why okay, I'm listening to him. That, that, was but, what, but, that, that but, wasn't what I was asking. I know, I'm just justifying. Okay, just justifying my support. Yeah. But then the the second part of your question was. That's what I was trying to. I was trying you, to find a way of saying the, like. What part of you the like documentary Tommy more than I do? Yeah, or no I'm on, more of him. I, I listen to him. You don't listen to him because you've been told he's a racist. No, I don't listen to him because I don't tune into anything. Okay, <laughs> but like I said, it's, I find it just quite interesting what's happening in the, the country at the moment, you know, it's okay. quite shocking. But anyway, anyway, anyway. Yeah. But, um, but like the, the part of the documentary, what did I enjoy more? The sort of human you, you, expose. You've said it's like a two-part, it feels like a two-part. It's yeah, almost he goes like after a, the BBC first, the then he goes specifically after John Sweeney. For me, it's like, total character assassination. Tim, you already said like it's... it's you. Yeah. Oh, sorry, I'm saying like you've got... It almost kind of changes um, style halfway through. That's what I'm saying. Like, it doesn't. You haven't watched oh, it. There is a turn. There is a definite turn where he stops talking about BBC. Yeah, because yeah, and then goes focuses just on John Sweeney. But then he goes back to the BBC at the end, and he stands outside the BBC headquarters. And this is the bit that got me most, where it wasn't about John Sweeney or even Panorama. It was about this statue of it Jimmy Savile outside this, that about, they won't take. Down. It was about this unaccountable entity that you're forced to pay and fund that not only just wastes your money but has covered up very nefarious things and he you know uh, uh, pedophiles <laughs> that's it basically it, the, the fact it wasn't it was an attack on the established it was an attack on the larger establishment ultimately okay. did you buy just the bbc and that, that's why john, i was into it it was exciting but did you buy into the john sweeney bit where he was going after yeah, john sweeney completely because you, you, those were obviously figurative statements yeah but you but the fact that the you knew he was obviously just joking do you know what i mean it doesn't matter because like i said i know it's unfair to hyman's point let me say let me say because when if, if tommy robson hadn't have done this documentary then the, the the panorama documentary would be aired and it would be aired from a sort of moral base of like we say this is, this is yeah and it proved that the people behind it would had exactly the same prejudices as the person they were accusing of being prejudiced and so that shows a lack of integrity on, on a moral level. So, so like I, that, again, I, that that is something that I, I took seriously and paid attention so I was gonna to. Say, like, and it was fun watching some, this guy who was who was like giving it the large one, trying to show off to this girl. The one word that reverberated in my head all the time I was watching it was "silly old fool," because this was a guy, you know, late middle aged, out of shape, and he had this pretty girl, and he was just trying to impress her with his expense account. 
and you knew those expenses. He was licking her up. You know those expense accounts. He's getting her drunk know, to get it's like loose in her tongue. It's our money. It's our money. And you know that they just live the high life, these guys, on the gravy train, these public so, organisations. And so, it was just all laid bare. And that's what it was just beautiful to see it. So, 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 so actually, it thrown back in their face. Tim, in essence, you're saying it isn't a film of two halves. It's a film that kind of, it starts in one and then turns halfway through but as you said it, no it, it, i don't but, think it but, is no but it's, it's, yeah that's what i'm saying like no because we start we saw thinks it is i don't think yeah. it is i like the bit where he was talking th- i just took it as one entity uh, okay you should watch it yourself the real expose which i think the point has been made here that nobody's focusing on that this organization hope not hate why are they there when john sweeney's doing his job because they've broadcast been a journalist of panorama they're sat there but why are they sat there they're accredited Someone rubber stamped them being as well, someone at like the BBC rubber stamped. Yeah, them. someone at the BBC rubber stamped. It's like an NGO. You know, half but, the African countries don't need these fucking NGOs anymore because they need to build an economy. No, well, it's all right. We'll give them free shit. The, it's the equivalent. Well, this isn't even equivalent. But imagine if you know Kate Andrews. Have you heard of Kate Andrews, American I've heard of woman? It, yeah. Uh, she works for Adam Smith Institute, who are like the uh, yes, invisible yeah, hand yeah, yeah. of the markets. That, those kind of guys, right? Imagine if. John Sweeney, Andrew Neal, say, someone from BBC News, current affairs side of programming, interviews someone like Owen Jones, and then Owen looks around the room and he sees Kate Andrews sat in the corner, and maybe some other people from Adam Smith Institute, and, like, she's not mic'd up, there's no one doing her hair or her makeup, she's not, she's not being interviewed next, she's just sitting there, taking notes in what looks like to be some sort of consultation role. Owen Jones would be fucking livid. He'd have a real serious question on his mind. Why is she there? Why are you working with them? So I guess, in essence, why has anyone made a documentary about the BBC? Why haven't they actually gone after the... Hope not hate guys. The the tent poles that they use to hold themselves up aloft. Because that is the establishment. And the establishment is not going to attack itself, is it? It's the media wing of the establishment. But the, the way you take down the establishment is pointing out everything they do is wrong and here is why or here is the the and he fa- started off like the that. fallacy the fallacy uh, of the system you have created but could I just is broken why not go up why why do they have to go after the bbc a specific then, presenter and, yeah like, oh no i mean said so, like you said they went after the hope not hate or oh, they pointed out that like, and then why they, are they working together I, I, sorry go on Tim. but can i just say this like um Interestingly, in terms of the media response to it, it's, it's not been a complete blackout. The ITV, they reported on the demonstration outside the BBC headquarters. Yeah, but far right. But that was more, yeah, yeah, blah, but that blah, was blah. more just to like laugh at the BBC for the ITV. <laughs> but the other thing I was thinking was like, if they're, you know, like in this age of fake news and celebrities, if there'd been another celebrity that had like pulled off a similar scam where they'd got some hidden footage of a news organization, and if it'd been anybody else that would have been a massive story and it would have like blown the bbc yeah, apart he's it, licking the fact, her the fact, up, it, the fact it's totally, licking her up liquoring her yeah, up but this, and he was he was definitely trying to coach her it's fake news to give so, certain answers yeah, and fake things news. So like, it's like the fact it was tommy robinson that's that like you say hyman said from the start that's that's what ultimately has stunted this thing because it's tainted yeah because i thought that was the but damning with, with anybody else it would be huge if wouldn't he, it? But, if wouldn't he it? just focused on that Instead of, um, I would have, I would have cut out. To all be honest, the I would have cut out uh, and the taxi drivers and the Greek and Turkish. Yeah, I would have cut all that shit out. I would have not gone directly Again, after. That's John a Sweeney. personal attack that does not last past the moment it's said. Yeah, I would have neglected. I would have left all that shit out. I mean, oh well, I might have kept it in, but I would have made the point of being on camera and saying, if you'd, if I'd have yeah. said this, you'd yeah. have done what I'm doing to you now. I would have made yeah. that explicitly clear. Do the absolute best bit. 
which, like you say, I think it's down more to the... To when he was squirming, no, when he no. goes, why were Hope not hate? Well, why were Hope not hate in the room? And John Swinney couldn't answer. Yeah. He couldn't give a, a real answer of why they were there. He just kept going, well, I don't answer but there, to but, them. But there was, there was like another... But why are they there But then? there was like another zinger right at the end. And just through the ed, poor editing, it didn't really get much, as much impact. There was a bit earlier on in the documentary where uh, the woman, Lucy Brown, showed him a way of sending fake texts... That's entrapment, from a com- No, but sending a fake text to a someone else's yeah, phone. Yeah, John Sweeney didn't verify. He brought it out. Uh, yeah, but the fact that he... I have this text message from your former employer. I know. Uh, which, but that was entrapment. And then Tommy, Tommy was like, yeah, I know you do. And that's like a fake one. But it's... it's but it, he made a good point. But you can All the messages you see on screen, on news channels, they love doing this. This person tweeted this. This person said this. You have no idea if they're real or not. Not really. They're really easily yeah. faked. Yeah. Again... And the fact that... but he, So he it was entrapment, but he entrapped the entrapped you know it was it was the entrapee yeah. very satisfying to watch <laughs> but there was a bit where um, uh, they had lauren southern i don't know how you pronounce this guy's name c-a-o-l-a-n cowlan i think he's like he works with paul joseph watson doesn't he i've seen those two together quick question but it's all the people that have been thoroughly discredited over the last few years and i would have actually left a lot of that shit out do you know what i mean like plus it was uh, she was saying oh they threatened me these hope not hate guys and tried to bribe me and shit like that. And I would have, that was not really that convincing. I'm, I'm curious. And th- this is just purely from a media communication PR standpoint. What was the point they were trying to get across by making this documentary? Cancel your license fee. The BBC are but, not impartial. But, 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 but they played that a lot. The BBC impartiality quote that came up maybe four yeah. or five times. The, the last thing that Toby Robinson said before he walked out of the, the place. Uh, the interview with the guy that said the point he wanted to get across he said that the BBC were part of the establishment and John Sweeney says I'm not part of the establishment and he went you're part of the establishment and this is an establishment stitch up with Hope Not Hate and the establishment to get me the whole Panorama documentary wasn't just a single entity in itself a thing the BBC woke up one morning and decided to do he maintains that it's part of a larger apparatus like his book being taken down from Amazon him being banned from Facebook being banned from PayPal he's saying it's all part of a larger movement by the establishment to shut him up and silence him and you know uh, discredit him so like that, that that's that, that's what that, uh, that's what I think he he would say but the whole point of it he's was. kicking water uphill though isn't yeah, he that's happening like, already I'm, I'm just gonna say like in essence if like said, everything came into fruition truth, yeah. for him if everything went the way he wanted if everyone started ripping up their uh bbc yeah stop paying like he shows you at the what? end this is how you declare you don't watch uh live television so you don't have to pay your tv license fee he shows you he goes through the steps of it but what I mean, is there any is there any behind that? Is there any forethought post that? You can't fucking cut the king off the king and then go like everything's gonna be fine. We got our own roche beer. A lot of people in the uh, media profession are worried about the BBC license fee. It's a very popular move. Any government could come along at any time Again, and just get rid of it just to that, win favour with the public. No, that's basically why you, you go like, oh, they're you know they're they're supposed to be independent. They're not independent. They. are Every time they kowtow to the government. They are the BBC is the media wing of they the They are the Russia today of 
the fucking thing. Of, they have a little bit more freedom, though. No, yeah. no but <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Like, when everyone goes like, oh, well, Russia Today, they only lie occasionally, but most of the time they do really good. Like, they shit. did do the um, Iraq dossier sexing a, up. But it's a bit out of order. They can't rest on their laws. On that I know, one, but it's like, you, you could say that about any media organisation being just another wing of the government, but the fact that we have to pay for it, it's just like a bitter pill to swallow. Which to, is wrong. To, to pay for propaganda, which you know is bollocks. No, it's... And that you don't even... That's that, not that what you're you buying. What is. you're paying for Repeats is the as privilege well. of receiving what is publicly owned airwaves. But it's completely wrong philosophically. If I want to air something on the public airwaves, I should pay for the privilege of it. As a member of public receiving it, you don't pay for your radio. No, but then again, you have the idea of... Um, I agree. It, it cost free, a lot of the, money to set up television, yeah, and that's the, how they funded it. But the, they don't need it anymore. No, but the free hand of the market demands more from... It has more control of what you actually watch in ITV and Sky and all that shit. Because Who are adverts, the industry leaders, yeah, really? Because ultimately, if the audience isn't there, then the money isn't there, so you get worse programming. The BBC creates a standard. It's fucking like a union, all right? It has a standard idea of what the money will bring you. Because I Go used on. to really like making the argument, listen, you need a publicly funded broadcaster like the BBC to make the programs that the commercial operations won't make because they don't think there's any fucking money in it, right? But the BBC doesn't really do that. Well, they do. They do BBC4, but they don't promote it. Nobody watches BBC4 because no one fucking knows about it. It's such a fucking shame. They do such amazing shows. Here's why no one knows. It was written into the BBC's charter and uh, Channel 4's, I think, as well. ITV and uh, I think Sky B, I think B, B Sky B were around at that point. They when, convinced... When, what day was it? This is like sort of uh, late 80s, early 90s sort of thing. No, B Sky B wasn't around then. I think I think late 80s B Sky B were a thing. I don't think it was a... But, um, yeah, go on. They wrote in... They managed to get it into the BBC's charter that they actually have to actively compete with commercial television, even though they're not commercial television, to justify the TV license fee. There has to be people watching. Like, you have to sort of match our numbers. Like, on a Monday night, whatever our top slot is, you've got to have something Mm. comparable in terms of ratings, right? But what that translated into is now, anytime ITV have a successful format, three months later, BBC has their version of it. Again, it, it, I mean, I get and the... It's, ar- it's like homogenization. The whole, that argument of but, BBC do programs that the commercial people don't, that doesn't really work anymore because... I mean, I, I get the spirit of it. The spirit of that argument is you can't just sit in your laurels and just create yeah. fucking... Uh, Shit uh, television. Low-budget crap. Or yeah. uh, I Caesar or something every fucking week because no one's going to watch it because you think it's raising the bra. You're like... Yeah, they tricked them. But of course, the BBC, the BBC is like moving into a slightly grey area now as well because they this week they announced that in conjunction with ITV they're going to release a pay on you know to pay on demand service called outside um, of Britain called BritBox. Yeah, so um, Americans have to pay to watch Top Gear. I thought they had already BBC uh, BBC America. Yeah, but like that's um, a distribution. So then people are going to start saying like, well, the BBC they're getting all this money from America. Why do they need my money? You know. They fuck need that fucking money. They're going to have to um, fund... John Swinney's liver. They have to uh, subsidise... <laughs> John, John Swinney's yeah. liver transplant. Yeah, well, they're already doing that. But the uh, pensioners, they're going to have to pay for. That's how it's going to start, by the way. Oh, the death of like- the licence fee is first pensioners won't have to pay it. And then um, uh, job seekers won't have to pay it. And then, do you know what I mean? Incrementally, it'll just start... The number of people paying is just going to go down, 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 down. But the thing is, and then the BBC are going to have to become a commercial but, operation. But then you could argue that... What, what, Ad breaks on middle what, of East Enders. What all the anti what all the anti license fee people all the anti license fee people sort of jumped on this documentary because yeah, they're UKIP. like because they were like um, well this proves that the BBC are 
breaking their charter. Therefore, not really. We don't have to pay. This is my reading of the BBC's impartiality rules. Their presenters don't have to be completely neutral and objective, which is how everyone interprets it. But what it is is um, Kirsty Walk, Andrew Neil, whatever. Do you know what I mean? They can't present their opinion as though it were the BBC's opinion. That's what it means. The impartiality rules. It's not that they're not allowed to have opinions. Like, Jesus Christ, uh, do you really want to go back to 1940s Pathé news reels? So-and-so happened here. Yeah. But Something happened here. Yeah. So-and-so said this. Someone someone else said but, that. Yeah. And that's it. Next line. Next story. Next story. Do you yeah. know what I mean? That, nobody would watch that. But I wasn't talking about impartiality. I, like that. I wasn't talking about impartiality. You get no context, though. I wasn't talking about impartiality. There's there's impartiality. That was a big part of the There's impartiality, but then, but then there's, then there's presenting... There's, and then there's presenting falsehood and actual cons- constructed fiction as truth. Tim, Tim, which is all- really, which I'm sure is against their charter. Tim, yeah, that's definitely that's against all journalistic yeah, ethics. And they, this documentary, <laughs> yeah. this documentary shows that in black and white. Tim, everything goes through the filter of an editor or, or a yeah. program producer. Like everything is a fiction unless you fucking see it. It is a fiction. And it is a fictionalized version of it. This is how they'll defend. It. Panorama is a documentary program. It is not a factual news reporting program, Again. and therefore we give leeway in terms of narrative structure and what have you. Again, my standpoint on documentary, my personal standpoint is a good documentary has to have an opinion. Now, a, Always, great, yeah. a great documentary uses that opinion at the start and either validates backs it, it, up. Backs yeah. it up like an the, essay, backs it up by the end, or if the documentary has changed by it being invalidated. Yeah, he's changed his... Well, I say he, he, she. Yeah. They've changed their conclusion. A terrible documentary is something that is so fucking wishy-washy that has an idea and doesn't know what to do with it, but it has an idea it started somewhere. Like, I mean, was uh, it really a documentary or was it a, hit, a reverse hit piece? It was, I, I said it was a, a counter-hit piece. Yeah, that's right. Sorry. It was basically to discredit them before they could discredit him. And get it out quicker. Because who knows, maybe <laughs> they have some juicy story that's yet to reach the light. That They'll have like a picture of him in like... Maybe he's preempting SS uniform. But I, I doubt it somehow. I doubt it. But I'd be fascinated to see if the BBC go ahead with, with their Tommy Robinson documentary. Yeah, they're, what they're doing they now pulled is they're, it for editing the schedule. In, they're editing in the stuff with John Sweeney because... Tommy Robinson fucked up on this one in terms of the the weak character assassination against John Sweeney. That's all the the establishment. Oh, the that, political, that, that's yeah, all yeah, they're going to respond yeah. to. They're It'll not going to pay attention to anything else. They hate it. It's wrong. It's illegitimate in my view. To if someone makes three points, two of which are valid, and the third one isn't, it's a bit cheeky to only respond to the invalid bit. Do you know? What I mean? Which is that's what the BBC is going to do. What they just like sacrifice Sweeney or no? Not even what? close. What? He'd be a figure of sympathy. What Sweeney saying? He turned far right he'd, he'd EDL turn, founder tried something... to drag John Sweeney's good name through the mud. John Sweeney, who tried to like make a story into a sex thing. Close quotes. But that was weak. I mean, I might try and find that bit. But it's still wrong, Tom. Even if it's yeah, weak. Yeah, I agree, I agree. There is a line in the sand, for fuck's sake. The truth and the lies. Here's why I think it's weak, though. Come on. Man. That was the very shortest soundbite. It was like maybe three seconds. I don't know. I would like to see Tommy release the whole thing. There's, yeah, there's some You know, in the interests of impartiality, yeah. neutrality, objectivity, there, he should some other really re- release the I'm whole sure thing. I'm sure there's some other revelations, because there's bits With where... There's, people's names, obviously, redacted and shit like that, addresses, whatever. Well, there's if they some, do like there's that, some yeah. names already bleeped out in it, aren't there? Well, there should be, really. Yeah. Sorry. Especially if they're not public figures. But, yeah, that's where Tommy l- lost me on the um, Pano drama. Oh, what? So you support the BBC now? Well... Traditionally, yes. Does it have to be either or? Yeah. No, are, you, really, are you on the side of Savile? 
I used to really, especially because it was um, it was all sort of right wing people that were attacking the BBC. So I always used to staunchly defend dear auntie. It's becoming really fucking difficult. What about def- what about that specifically statue? the license fee? You can't. Def- it's getting really difficult to. What about the that idea statue that. he goes on about in the documentary though? Oh, that, that the that, Catholics that, even took down because yeah, because and like the BBC refused to take it down, and it's like a statue of some child being molested. Well, what, what and, do you it, think and, that and, says? and the statue was made by a child molester. He wasn't <laughs> it's like, being the child was. He's being held up by his cock. <laughs> Again, kind of weak. Not weak. weak. It's like fucking disgusting the strongest stuff was the there's this <laughs> political pressure group that the bbc's working close the bbc current affairs programs editors and stuff like that are working closely with why john sweeney couldn't answer that all he said was uh, i don't answer to them they don't have any influence on me why are they there then so why are they there there is handlers his establishment handlers i'm what? willing to believe he's not a puppet but why are they there what what is ultimately in okay in the in the ultimate good and the ultimate bad sense what is the fallout of this documentary in the in in the most positive way if it hits everything that it should have hit and makes people start thinking Pre- like you say the preaching preaching's going to convert it but um, but, but, what's, what's BBC end, but if it gets a small out, hit to their budget yeah if it gets out to people that maybe a few hundred grand they lose yeah they'd lose a few hundred grand oh this is something a point he really should have made and I'm, uh, yeah, I'm not angry at him or anything that he didn't. But I just wish, he, like, again, I wish swap that shit out at the end about John Sweeney with the fact that it came. Uh, there was a revelation a few months ago in terms of prosecutions against people who don't pay or refuse to pay the license fee. They go after a particular demographic of person. Of course, they do. The people young, that can't pay. They go after either young or middle aged, not elderly so much, but there's a single shit ton women, of students as well vulnerable single women is the demographic they go after and they normally end up in prison they throw the fucking book at them because they know men if they go after men even if they're single lonely men uh, the guys would just be like fuck, fuck off. you i'm not fuck you i ain't paying fuck you prove i'm in the wrong you know yeah I mean? i'm not letting they you res- in my house they resist to it you don't need to let them in their house young single lonely women not so much they're not so much going to fight it and they really did they send them to prison to try and like send a message i would watch that orange is the new black with women that in a women's license in a women's prison that's full of (laughs) non-licensed fee payers i burned three babies i didn't pay my license (laughs) i'm in the wrong wing (laughs) tim ultimately what do you want to see coming out of this this documentary if it has the power it has to change people's minds or get to people that hadn't heard it i think uh, if if people um got a chance to watch it who wouldn't normally yeah watch those sort of things it'd be a very it'd be a real eye-opener and i think it would definitely sour people's perception to the bbc if it'd be strong enough to make people cancel the license you know if enough people do it um did you no i don't have i don't i've never well I, i've never had one i when i bought a tv they asked me to fill in a form i just <laughs> filled in just this random address that i knew tim doesn't own a television he's really into puppet theater but um aside from that it's it is unfair to pay a tv license i think fuck that shit I, why not just save everyone in the country 150 pounds i'm not i'm not I'm not a fan of paying money but for the fact, a license the thing fee, I don't like, I'm, okay. not getting, I'm not getting into this. I know, that, I know that you After guys... After they lost Bake Off. Look, guys, <laughs> look, at the end of the day, I'd, I'd like to see, like, this this thing, like, fake news is, is a buzzword of our times, but it's, it's... And you can sort of laugh it off 
and say, well, like you said, Hyman, you said, well, come on, you expe- it's what you expect. You, 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 you know, but you expect it. You're just showing the reality of it, like the news, like fake stuff. Everyone knows that. But so you could, but you can say that dismissively. But when it comes to like serious shit, like wars and genocide and like getting public opinion onto things that is such a is such a, a powerful thing and the fact that it's like if it's run by liars that's not good See, I, and it needs to be like, like um, what the soviet it, union was like towards the end the, the public it was like and oh my fact, god that that politician's and, lying and, it's like well they're all and, lying and the, all the, the time. other thing about this documentary the, the the day after he published it on the internet he was banned from facebook so they, they, it was like they almost uh, the, the establishment inverted. You're saying because it's so full of truth. Yeah. John Sweeney yeah, claims it's like, responsibility. It's, it's like for the, that. the inverted, like inverted commas, like um, the, the point that there is this establishment apparatus that moves to silence things. And but it's stupid. They, they call it the Streisand effect, where like the, the 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 more you try to like cover something up, the more attention it gets. Um, and it's you know Alex Jones like got cen- censorship exactly. The, what the people who do the banning they very much live by the ethos of perception is reality and in their perception taking alex jones off itunes and sh- all that kind of shit right yeah. they they think they've actually ceased his influence he no longer exists but he no longer is affecting anybody in their opinions but no he's more popular than ever on- they just don't see him so to, if they don't see him no one sees him no but th- th- this is my problem on either side of the argument the tactic they take is basically the tactic of the Vietnam War. Censorship, what? No. Sort of a faux no, no. transparency. If we get the information to the public, or we do this for the ultimate good for the public, stuff changes. This is not about change. This is about entertainment. Tommy's documentary, the BBC's take on this documentary, everyone's reaction to this documentary will not change anything no nobody's changed their opinions all we're going to do is be entertained by the fight that's happening now i that's why i've been asking you tim what has he been doing that's good why isn't he leaning on the good things he's doing all i'm seeing from him is large spectacle and i don't want to see it if all i'm seeing from him is him getting ahead on it as a sorry yeah go on yeah, <laughs> so like you, you, so okay you're saying it's had no effects no i'm not saying that but it's, I, it's i'm actually, saying the effect that's going right sorry i i, I don't what, mean what to, effect do you expect it to have like he's been banned from facebook which is quite a big thing and uh, he's been sort of he's being actively deplatformed but I, you, you you were talking about the vietnam war and like things in history and i just say like historically just cast your mind back guys historically has has censorship ever been used benevolently and the 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 the, the, the people who've like used the most censorship have they ever been benevolent people you're talking like nazis and communists burning books well, you're talking say, about china is... no you're talking about modern china fucking banning films and like editing bits of the oscars out while it's going out live china's opened up they allow two foreign films a year now okay that that they is censorship right <laughs> censorship yeah this is a quote from uh, George R.R. R. Martin, the guy who wrote Game of Thrones. When you tear out a man's tongue, you are not proving him a liar. You are only telling the world that you fear what he might have to say. Yeah. That, is, that is what all of this is about. 
But ultimately, what I am trying to say, fuck is, George R. R. Martin, because he wrote Nightflies, and that's a pile of shit. He's never going to finish those books, by the way. You, no, he's you not. consumerist cunt. He's never going he's to finish not. them. Like, I am so glad he told... You're going to be the, sucking the from his teeth for a long time. No, no, he, he told the producers how he wants it to end, and the producers are going like, oh, it's a great ending. Now let's do prequels and side stories. You fucking retard! But what I am ultimately saying, like, change doesn't happen with spectacle. What? Change doesn't True. happen with spectacle. Look, um, Tiananmen is, Square. Change is spectacular. Nothing more spectacular than Tiananmen Square. Nothing fucking changed. But your question was, is there ever good censorship? No. Generally speaking, I think the idea is um, wartime self-censorship, not telling the you enemy where says. where our boys are. Yeah, that, I think that's literally the only real... No, modern censorship I'm being today. a pedantic cunt. No, modern censorship <laughs> today is like the reason we're in fucking Brexit and that's nothing ever happens. So I said at the beginning, I did my quote of the press. Far right, founder of EDL, Stephen Yaxley Lennon. His real name. Okay, listen, here's why Tommy Robinson goes by a pseudonym. Every single person who has come out publicly against Islam in any way, shape or form has had their life threatened, has spent a period of time under police protection, has had to close down social media accounts in case an Islamist somewhere tries to track them down from their photos and shit, do you know what I mean? Or has been killed. All of them. Yeah, well, yeah, all right, yeah. Every single one. I don't blame Tommy for going, do you know what? My family have the same names as me. I'm going to try and put a little arm's distance there between us, you know I, mean? I don't blame him for doing that, but what really fucks me off is the journalists know that. They know... He changed his name, by and large, to protect his family. They know that. So they take real glee. Oh, his real name. Jackson Lennon, Jackson Lennon. That's his real name. Yeah. it's a They sh- know what the fuck they're doing. It's a short-term gain. It's, again, it's a proponent of the mental society we're in. They it's know, all about short-term wins. But they know they are endangering people who... No, no. You can't argue they're involved in this. His kids are in not their, fucking in, involved in, in this. In their eyes, they're hurting him by exposing him as a liar of a name. Oh, yeah, I get that. But they know what the fuck they're doing. They're not retards. See, see, you say that, but I truly believe they are retards. Never assume malice when incompetence will do. Exactly. That's so fucking myopic, though. No, no. Do oh, you we're, just, many... we're just going to embarrass him by, you know, <laughs> that's, that's, that's not his real name. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I can totally you know, see that's what again, they're trying to do. People want to win as quick as they can and do not realize what they're stepping on by to get on the means, win. Any means necessary. Now, but they know what they're doing. They I'm, can't be. I don't. They cannot no, be ignorant no, you, of it. You, you, I think you categorically misunderstand the concept of twenty-four-hour news. Make shit up. No, it's about get information out there. Be the first. Be the first to get information out there. Oh god! When they and do the court cases and you see them running. Well, that's what when the verdict comes out and that one. Did you see the one with the woman trips? I think she <laughs> took a really nasty fall as well. But I know an instance very recently, like where you said getting the news out first sort of backfired on them with that Covington boy because literally as Ooh. the day that happened, that was like a massive deal, and then it transpires that they were all wrong and they're all getting sued for millions of dollars. Yeah, because I was I'd, I'd say to people, listen, look, when you see Stephen Yaxley Lennon. They, the person who wrote that piece knows what the fuck they're doing. They know there's a real risk of something really heinous and awful happening, do you know what I mean? But they can't stop themselves. Again, again were they the first person to do it? Well, it's, that's the thing. That's the, that's the sort of, I guess that's their Nuremberg excuse. I wasn't the only one. Probably. They were probably trying to hide behind that. I think there's a real lack of perspective here. We're told, pretty much on a daily basis, that people like um, Tommy Robinson... Lawrence Southern, Milo Yiannopoulos, uh, Gavin McInnes. Yeah, we're told daily these people are social pariahs. They're, they're beyond the fucking pale. And then you get Jihadi John 
Isis Bride. What's her name? Begum? Shamina Begum. And it's like, I'm a oh, these, you get me out of here. These literal psychopaths, they're figures of sympathy. This guy who's never killed anybody, broke the law a few times, admittedly, served his time, never made a direct incitement to violence, never called for a genocide of people. Do you know what I mean? Why is... How are we supposed to buy as the members of the public that this is beyond the pale, but this is sympathetic? See, I would say this is an example of how times have changed, actually. Because before we were told, these are the black hats, these are the white hats. We still do. No, now we get, these are the black hats, these are the grey hats. We're never going to tell you who the hero is. Because we're not... No, not we're not. You're... Um, you're an individual don't say who is it. allowed well, don't on. say it you're go the on. hero of your own story yeah basically i hate that it's true it is true you are right exactly that's how it. it's that's how we've changed pure narcissism yeah you're yeah. a nobody i'm a nobody i'd say tommy robson's being framed as a bit of a folk hero now so he's a bit of a framed as a white hat you know not by the people who count and actually like yeah, the people who count he had like over a million followers on his facebook page he's big in america now that's more than the bbc god he's better than some bands who were big in japan but do you remember when um there was a point in the mid noughties where anjum chowdhury i believe at one time he said britain belongs to islam britain belongs to islam there's nothing anyone can do about that i only remember literally one person from you know, let's we'll call let's call it the media class who came out and actually even attempted to repudiate that. And it was Christopher Hitchens, the only one, a British-born journalist living in America. Like, the far left sells itself. Should I actually drink this? Yeah. Can I have a bit of water? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I got do. One out, didn't I? Oh. There you go. Is that That's right, it's just water. Uh, it's not. The far left always says... <laughs> I have the other one. I follow some far left accounts on Twitter, right? And it's always the same. The antidote, the antithesis of the far right is obviously, naturally, the far left. No, it's not. Far left and the far right, it's uh, two different sides of the same recently devalued currency coin, do you know what I mean? I've moved... It's not worth jack shit. I've moved beyond left and right now. I think what... You it, go up, down now? No, I... I Tim's yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, I do, I, I do. I, I think it's like, it's like an illusion. There's like a famous picture of like... Um, Two boots marching, one left, one right. But, On someone's face. Yeah, but it's, it's the same body, isn't it, in the end? And, um... What? Rubbish. I'm mid-flow, man. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, no, for, for, for me, I've tried to move beyond the whole left-right thing. Two, two boots are the same leg on the same body sort of thing so you're like, moving three dimensions no now. yeah I, I, I try I think it's it's got to in today's age it's got to be more about truth versus lies and of course the truth is only like a consensus thing you know facts and that but there are some realities that historically we've politic, politic, out of political correctness we've tried to avoid and it's actually ended up creating more problems so so for me it's not left and right it's just about truth and lies and sometimes the truth hurts It made me look a right cunt.